Welcome back into Sports Call, live from SEC Media Days, Radio Row 2022 here in Atlanta, Georgia. J.J. Jackson with Ryan LaVoy and Tom Peavy. And so thrilled to be joined by one of our favorites, ESPN and the SEC Network's own Ryan McGee. What's going on, man? I'm good. We were just I was just nerding out on you guys. Yeah. Because you, you are in my favorite, the rivalry corner, which is my favorite display. Because I, I love the College Football Hall of Fame. Love it. And, and I, this is my favorite area because this is like, you know, Paul Bunyan's axe and there's Army-Navy football and like the trombone from the, from the Cal-Stanford game. And I, it's, uh, I, I, that's why I love being here. But I do. I love this building so much. And Rivalry Corner, we're right here by the Iron Bowl that's yeah. displayed in front of us. There I mean, you like, go. We're right at home. There you go. Brian Hurst is going to walk by here tomorrow <laughs> yeah. and get a Sharpie and put what the score should have been up there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Man, what a game that was looking back on it. We get set for year two of the Brian Harson era. Yeah. And uh, you're plugged in. You know that there's been some noise and some chatter. Yeah. Uh, from your perspective, how kind of crazy has this offseason been for the Auburn Football Tigers? It's, it's – I was just talking about this with someone else a minute ago. The the, um, the good news for Brian Harson is, is that he has now had the full SEC experience, right? You know, in le- until you've had a booster coup, you know, you've not really <laughs> experienced life as a, as an SEC head football coach. And you know, I, I think, and I, I I know him a little bit. You know, I, I've I've dealt with him. Someone he was out in Boise. I love. I don't know if you guys know this, but I love Rocky Mountain football. Like I grew up ordering a pizza at 11 o'clock on a Saturday night and watching the WAC, right? Watching San Diego State and Colorado State and Air Force and Boise and those guys. And so I love those guys. There's, there's kind of a whole coaching tree of those guys. And, uh, and Harson's part of that group. And so I knew there would be a little bit of a personality rub, a difference, certainly coming off of Gus that was just different. Um, but it's uh, – um, but I didn't know. I think if he could go back and have the whole COVID thing over again, the way he handled that, I think he got off on the wrong foot with a lot of people. Even No matter where you felt sure. on, on that issue, it just kind of came off weird. Um, and then, you know, again, if he could have the Iron Bowl back, obviously. Um, but, yeah, but now – but there's no way he's going to have a weirder year. And I've just cursed it by saying that because, you know, because <laughs> I love Auburn, but they, they kind of specialize in weird years. So, it's going to be – it's going to be interesting to watch. But, but it's – um. I think that sometimes his 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 lack of worrying about stuff that he doesn't believe matters comes off as stoic and distant and aloof, and um, and I think that probably didn't serve him very well. You know, in the mid, if he had a little more, little more personality out there, you know, during a weird year, might have helped him. All of us proudly boast Auburn degrees, yeah. yet we could be a little bit realistic. And I'm forever the optimist, and even saying that, yep. we're well aware of where Auburn's going to be projected yep. in the grand scheme of things. You're talking to Tennessee alone. You don't have to sell me on any of this. Let me tell you, but when you look at Auburn and the on-the-field product this year, big deal that Bo Nix is not the quarterback anymore, that he's moved on. Right. What stands out to you with this Auburn team? Um, you know, I just – to me, it's what did the, – the guys who are returning, you know, how much did all of that stuff that we focus on bother them? Yeah. We were just talking to Nick Saban about this, and, and what, what Saban said was – Marty and I did – and what Saban said was, he said – I asked him a question. I said, so when you get to practice, like when practice starts in a few weeks, are you going to be relieved? Like, okay, we're finally on the field, and now I don't have to hear about NIL. And he said, here's the thing, man. He goes, we don't really worry about that stuff anyway. He said – the, what makes, you know, my quarterback and what makes Will Anderson and these what makes them so good is they're in the weight room working. They, you know, they'll, they'll, sure, they know what's going on, but they don't worry about that. And so that's my question for these guys that are coming back for the Tigers, which is 
you know, are they a, were they able to just compartmentalize that stuff, realize it was what it was? I think we all live it because we love the game and we're lums or, or, you know, whatever. I think we were all living it pretty hard, and I don't know that the players were, but we won't know that, you know, until t- t- we get in front of them, until we get them on the practice field. So, that's, to me, that's, that's the big thing is where are they on all the stuff that happened sure. last fall? And I think probably – a bunch of 19-year-olds, they probably weren't that worried about it. And uh, we'll find out pretty quick. Well, and as you know with Auburn, I mean, they seem like they have an inverse relationship with their expectations. Right. Because if they're expected to <laughs> oh, do yeah. great, they yeah. go 6-6. Six and six. If they're expected to be towards the bottom, right. that's national championship uh, worthy. Yeah. Um, and, and so I wonder with this team, I, I think everyone clearly has Alabama number one, as they should. But when you look at two through seven, even with A&M involved in that in some degree, I feel like there's a lot of mixing and matching depending on – how seasons go at certain positions and that sort of thing. So, like, for Auburn to be the best version of themselves and for them to kind of factor more into the middle to top of the West rather than the projected bottom, what needs to go right for them this season? Just limit mistakes. You know, that, that's the thing is you, you think about the biggest moments for them when the game could have gone this way or the other, including the iron ball, is don't make a mistake. You know, if you, you just take care of your business, then you'll be okay. And, and so – you know, those things start to, uh, particularly with, and again, talking to Tennessee alum, it's a snowball, right? You know, something bad happens and another thing bad happens, and eventually you start, by the time you get to game seven, you're just expecting that to happen all the time. So, to me, it's just limit mistakes. You know, it's don't turn the ball over. You know, when did the drama come in? When great Bo was great Bo, everything was fine. But when Bo turned the ball over, or when Bo lost control of what was going on, that's, that's when things got sideways. And so, it's just especially in the first month of the year. It's working on the fundamentals, you know, get your first downs, don't turn the ball over, and then, you know, you can get creative when you hit October. Well, you were talking about Bo. Obviously, he's not going to be there this year. Yeah. Don't really know who the official quarterback is going to be. I think everybody (laughs) assumes it's probably going to be Zach Calzada. Yeah. What what do you know about Zach from from his time at Texas A&M? What type of player is Auburn getting in him? Smart. I mean, that's that's what the scouting report for – that I've received on him is just, is smart. Right. You know, no one's going to beat him in the film room. No, you know, he's just he's smart and he's coachable. And uh, and you, you could have said the same things about Bo Nix, but I think that that's what you need to replace. And isn't a wild man. You know what I mean? Right. And again, I think stability is what we're looking for. And so if you get through September playing smart ball and doing what you're told to do, and quite frankly, this is kind of the kind of guy that Brian Harson likes, right. then uh, I think there's a lot of potential there. You think he is going to be the starter? Yeah, yeah I think so. Isn't it funny, though? Because, like, like, Spencer Rattler wasn't here for South Carolina. Right. And, and to his credit, Spencer Rattler was like, listen, man, guys should be there that have been, been playing there for years. I've, I've been here, you know, a few months, played one spring game. But, you know, the official reason was because he's in a quarterback battle. When we interviewed Shane Beamer about an hour ago, he probably referenced Spencer Rattler as the starting quarterback <laughs> six times without actually calling him the starting quarterback. So, yeah, we have a lot of QB battles uh, in the SEC this fall that I don't think are actually going to be QB battles. It's Ryan McGee with us from Marty and McGee, ESPN and the SEC Network. And obviously we're here at the SEC Media Days, a football kickoff event. Before we let you get out of here, though, your last big deal was being in Omaha. And the yeah. Auburn Tigers happened to be there, got a big win uh, there under Butch Thompson. Did you have any run-ins with, with Coach Thompson or the Auburn guys? Yeah, sure. No, in fact, they were, uh, I think they were in a hotel. And so, yeah, it was great. It was – how crazy was it? So we got eight teams at the College World Series, and half of the field are officially SEC schools. Yeah. 
And then Texas and Oklahoma are both there. It's six schools. <laughs> I, I, that's all I could think. The whole I ran into the Stanford guys. They're great dudes. And, you know, the coach at Stanford was an assistant there forever. He looked at me and he goes, is this high school going to be all the time now? I said, yeah. <laughs> I, I said, maybe. So, yeah, I tell you this, um, the atmosphere, and this is no slight, I, I would say this, no matter who I was talking to, what media days were, the atmosphere when there are more SEC schools there is completely off the chart. And, by, and oh, by the way, the number one team in the country, my mom, I wasn't even there. You know, so so it it was um, but but it was the atmosphere. I didn't think anyone could beat the atmosphere that was created by Mississippi State's run a year ago. But I'm telling you, man, when we got down to the Final Four, which is about the time I got there, and it was almost all SEC show, and and those Miss, those old Miss fans, I don't know if there's just nothing to do in Oxford anymore. What the <laughs> deal was, but the entire town of Oxford showed up for that for that game on Sunday. Well, we certainly loved it. Hopefully, it's more trips to the College World Series for Butch yeah. Thompson and the bunch. And yeah, absolutely. Well, and Auburn, again, like Tennessee, Auburn's one of those programs that you look at the numbers and you can't believe that their their College World Series numbers aren't better than they are. Like right. they should. You know, I, I think about the teams I saw when I was in school. Sure. Auburn should have been in the College World Series twenty times. You know, <laughs> and Tennessee's the same way. And so, uh, you know, but it, but it's uh, but yeah, I think I think they got things rolling now. And so, uh, you know. You think about the teams they've rolled out there over the last five years, those are great baseball teams. So so I'm really curious to see what they do going forward. They're in good shape. Just know you're our favorite phone call throughout the football season. I, I don't know what it. that personally means to you. No, no, it's great. To no. have the Auburn boys give you a ring on no, Wednesdays, no. but we look forward to it all the time. We it doesn't have, even have to be football. We talk, <laughs> right. and, and, and we have not talked football, but, but listen, it's fun, and you ask good questions, and we have a good time, and uh, – I'm, I'm going to whisper this because we're still right, but I cannot say that about a lot of these folks. Yeah, so, yeah. All right. Yeah, so, yeah, I appreciate it. Y'all are, y'all are definitely uh, high among the power. I don't want standing up. I'll pat myself. <laughs> That's right. No, you do right ahead. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate it, guys. That's Ryan McGee joining us here on Sports Call.